Are you going to have a boudoir shoot done before the wedding for like Joe's gift? Absolutely the fuck not. Okay. I I I am filled with shame. I cannot do that. Why though? Like what? I th- no, and it's nothing. If you if you've done it, if you out there have done it, I fucking admire you. I bow to you. I don't know how people do that shit. I would be I I would be inflamed with embarrassment. But like here's the thing. They literally know all the ways to pose you to make it flattering, to make you look good, to make it like sexy. So like it's literally in their job description to make you feel attractive. Have like, you ever done one? I mean, not a professional one. I've done some shady back alley shit. What? Well, like with my friends, it's not like I had some <laughs> rando come in and be like, take pictures of me in my corsets. Okay, like, when you say not... shady back alley shit, I picture a shady back alley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would actually be kind of cool, but no. Um, just like with my friends. Okay. And they've turned out well. Okay. Like I have like some really nice ones. Okay. I thought I sent you one of them. Uh, I don't think so. I would feel like I would remember that. Did you give them to Joey or are they like more for you to make you feel like a bad bitch? Oh, Joey has them. One of them set as his lock screen on his phone for me. Oh, okay, good. Good for, I I know I would be, I would be aflame with fucking shame and embarrassment. And it's just, it's a me problem. I don't, I don't know. It's just a me problem. I mean, it's not like I'm the most confident human in the fucking world, but like really though, when I looked at the pictures, I was like, oh, okay. All right. I'd do me. Why not? <laughs> so like I, I think I think it's one of those things where you just have to like you just fucking go go in full hog. Like you can't <laughs> you can't have that fucking inhibition. You go in full hog and full then hog. and then Joey went in full hog, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And and it can be like a fun thing to do with your significant other, too. They do couples ones or have him take them of you. Like, I don't know. It's just all I'm saying is I feel like a lot of us are going to look back on our life and go, fuck, I wish I had taken some proper nudes. I <laughs> I don't think I ever will. I think I'll be like, um, leave that shit under lock and key where it belongs. <laughs> I, I know that I think back now and go, why the fuck didn't I do this when I was like. 20 Mm. like what the fuck was wrong with me back when like i i had the body of a 20 year old (laughs) so you know like what would your ideal scene of a boudoir shoot be like a fucking cemetery or some shit yeah fuck yeah i'd do some (laughs) shit like that (laughs) fucking like oh like have you ever seen the witch boudoir shoots oh yes I, i have seen one i actually like fucking can't stand this girl uh <laughs> it's a girl that i used to know from a different life she's okay uh, she's a, a big old bitch but she she's actually- a big old bitch <laughs> <laughs> um but she actually i did come across uh like i was creeping i was creeping on her social media she did a really cool one and i don't want to get too specific on here um that bitch doesn't listen but still it's just weird i'll tell you i'll like tell you about it but it was like a spooky weird uh theme one and it was cool as fuck yeah i've seen like the witch coven ones where it's like a group of friends who do it and like they're so elegant i don't know i want those that's what i would want is like the witch ones but like they're in lingerie and shit yeah yep okay 
I'll find some like I don't know they're just empowering like and that's that's the thing that's what I think you're missing by being like and and this is not me trying to persuade you I'm just trying to give you like a different perspective like I think a lot of people go into it with that mindset of like I'm gonna be embarrassed I don't I'm gonna be mortified blah, blah 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 and then they come out of it like that was the most empowering fucking shit I've ever done like you take charge of your body you know what I mean? So, what like, is, what is the scariest thing you can picture doing? Is it like jumping out of an airplane, bungee jumping? Like, what is the scariest thing that you can picture doing? Like rock climbing, like without a harness or something. Even with one, I don't like I don't like heights that are at a perceivable rate of falling. Okay. Like I'm okay in a plane, but I'm not good on a ladder. You feel me? Like that's okay. a more that's like, a more realistic fall. Sorry, my phone. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, uh, a, an uncontained height. It, it what does it yeah. make? You, it makes like your palms sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. That kind of shit. Like mom spaghetti. Yeah. That is the feeling that I get thinking about a boudoir shoot. <laughs> I I really wonder why though. Oh, honey, like, I'll find out in therapy one day. I'm sure. Yeah, you got to. That's your next therapy session, so we can sort that out because. <laughs> She said as though she's my therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta get that those feelings sorted out because like I just I really truly feel like every every woman deserves to have that once at least. That is just... like that feel that's like torture. If you t- like if someone <laughs> did that as a nice gesture for me, I'd be like, why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I yeah, I want you to sort through that because I just feel like you're missing out a lot. Okay. Okay, because truthfully, I think you would do it, and you would like look at the photos and just be like, "Oh, goddamn!" Like, I, I that's uh, the only may, way. maybe, maybe. But the the getting from the point A to the yeah. point B of the final product, it that makes me want to throw up. Yeah, I mean, that's I get it. That makes sense. Um. Yeah. So okay, I will. Uh, I'll take. I'll take that. I'll take that up with my yeah. therapist. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think you really should. Mm-hmm. Because I just, you know. I des- I, th- I deserve this. <laughs> I know that sounds so cheesy, but I'm being <laughs> genuine about it. Like, I just, I do think, like, that you, once you got over the fear of it, you know what I mean? And you saw the finished product, you would be blown away. And it it's such a confidence booster, too. Oh, my God. That just sounds so the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get why, but like at the same time, like, I okay, I'll try to, I'll do one, but I have to wear like a full corduroy sweater, or like, (laughs) (laughs) just like. Well, there's ways to do it. Like you could do like an oversized sweater, like, and that could still be sexy. Okay, but then also like snow pants and (laughs) (laughs) fucking bubble wrap, like whatever we can throw in there to cover you up. Just give me a hazmat suit. Have you seen? That's where I feel. That's where I feel at my sexiest. (laughs) (laughs) There's these ones that I saw that it's just girls in fishnets and heels, and then they put like a sheet to make themselves like those cheesy ghosts. Okay, I can maybe do that because I'd be very funny, (laughs) very funny. Um, But yeah, I speaking of uh, sex, (laughs) and uh, we weren't talking about cryptid erotica, but here we are. Oh, Um, good, good. 
the worst part is right after the episode, remember how I was saying, like, we were talking about the fan fiction thing and mm-hmm. we were talking about the, I said, I'd be the next, that next guy. His name is Chuck Tingle. And it came to me <laughs> after the episode and I was like, fucking Chuck Tingle. And then I got a message from my friend Tom and literally no other context. It just said Chuck Tingle in all caps. Oh yeah, Tom. Tom was screaming at you through. The yeah, speakers. he was like, "You, you said one of your friends would be screaming," and I was like, "It was me. I was the one who was screaming." He's like, "I'm the friend." <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Chuck Tingle is his name. So. That does ring a bell because we've definitely talked about this. I think on the podcast before. Yeah, and I remember thinking like Chuck Tingle is absolutely ridiculous. That what's the but one? But then people were saying like, "No, like the storylines are actually really fucking good if you can get past like fucking a monster." So. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, like it's low key, like Beauty and the Beast ish. Like that's kind of that's never... fully Stockholm syndrome with bestiality. Like there's no, I never fucking thought about that before. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the Beauty and the Beast is ruined for me. Uh... <laughs> well, I bet Bell Bell probably did a boudoir shoot for him. Do you think she liked it better when he had like the monster dick or when he was a human again? <laughs> Probably, um, probably better, like, like a lady in the streets. She probably liked the the human, but a freak in the sheets. She probably missed that monster dick. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just gotta go. Just gotta go full hog, man. (laughs) Gotta go full hog. Sometimes I think of our podcast. I'm like, yeah, we're respectable podcast hosts. No, we're fucking garbage, to be honest. here and wonder how the fuck did we end up down this rabbit we hole we are a steaming pile of trash hot trash hot shit hot shit yep okay um <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for me today do we have any updates my whole this almost this whole episode is going to be an update honey bunny i know that i asked that like i didn't know i've known this whole time i'm a sham sorry uh, no but i mean i think outside of this update do i have any updates and i think the i think the answer is no do you have anything Nah. nope just chuck tingle nah. that was it Nah. <laughs> you know you know what it just made me think of chuck tingle that fucking uh i think it, is it taxidermy that fucking really awkward taxidermy commercial chuck fuck what's his name oh my god it's funny as fuck chuck taxidermy someone's screaming at me right now probably i wish people could see my google searches chuck testa the official ohio valley taxidermy it's very fucking awkward and we'll have to post it but it was just like it was a big thing i don't know what you're talking about i will have to oh my god i will have to figure this out it's I, I don't remember the exact gist. I just remember that he goes through some stuff and he goes, nope, Chuck Testa is how he does it. And it's like the stupidest fucking shit, but it's so funny. And it's about taxidermy? Taxidermy. Like legit or is it? Like legit taxidermy. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, and I think the commercial was not made in a like ironic way. Like dude legit was like, this is a fucking solid commercial for me um and wait you know, so no. it, it was advertising a taxidermist yeah yep yep it was okay and this like, is why this is some this is some hick ass like <laughs> uh i was gonna say your county i'm not gonna say your county but it's it's where you fucking live bro 
It's in somewhere in California, but here's here's oh. literally the fucking the thing. He goes, you probably thought this deer was alive Jeez. and this coyote was alive and this pheasant was alive. Nope, they're not. They're dead. They've been taxider- taxidermized by Chuck Testa. What the? F- that is the most cringy thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's it's actually really fucking funny. Oh my um, god! And it was like a meme for a really long time. But anyway, sorry I interrupted your shit because Chuck Tingle, Chuck Cause, Testa, because Chuck Testa. But nope, Chuck Testa. All right, what is your update? There should be a crossover of Chuck Testa and Chuck Tingle, like uh, Chuck, Chuck Testa fucking the taxidermist, or yeah. like Chuck Testa. Uh, Makes taxidermied cryptids so that Chuck Tingle can still fuck them. After, I mean, even after okay. death. All right. I they got could you. Have a, yeah, I like it. I should write my own fan fiction. Yeah, you could be the next Chuck Tingle. I can and I will. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, I do have a Purvis Paint update, actually. I mean, it's not, oh, cool. it's not anything crazy, but it does say um, it. this local Memphis.com article says that attorneys... For Purvis Payne, want Shelby County District Attorney's Office removed from the case. <laughs> oh my God. They're like, get the fuck out. Uh-huh. Um, so that's interesting. So I will, yeah. I'm going to keep following that to see. Um, it looks like it was just a motion right now. Um, and there has not been, yeah, it's a, uh, the lawyer's, Submitted a motion asking for the DA's office to be disqualified due to possible conflict of interest. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll continue to follow that. But that's interesting. Interesting take. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So this whole thing is about to be a weird ass, crazy ass update. Um, so literally the day, the day we recorded the Tamla Horsford episode, it was um, September 29th. Uh, there was an update that I didn't see because everything was written and we were already doing the episode. Um, but Rolling Stone put out a crazy ass update about Tamla Horsford's case, and I'm yes. going to tell you about it. Okay. All right. So to kind of pick up where we left, like where we left off, um, in late July 2021, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, which I'll be calling GBI. Uh, concluded their second investigation because, you know, let's just send in the same people who fucked up the first one and we'll get vastly different results. When you said I'll refer to them as GBI, I was like, what's a shitty way to make that a synonym? Like great bags of it can't be shit, obviously, because this is I, but like. Oh, that's actually really funny. I uh, I made up some like I I always section up my stories into like little parts so I kind of know where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and I, I do, I do name them something. It's corny, but it's okay, funny. I'm, I'm um, excited for it. So. Yeah. So I'll get to that. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, they went in and just did the same bullshit that they did the first time. Right. They concluded that the evidence quote, overwhelmingly indicated that Horsford died as a result of a tragic accident. Hmm. Um, and yeah, obviously this probably goes without saying, but if anyone, did not listen to the Tamla Horsford episode, which was like, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you got to listen to that first. Um, okay. And then our girl, not really, but uh, Penny Penn, the Forsyth County district attorney stated, quote, there was no evidence that anyone else was responsible for Mrs. Horsford's death or that foul play was in any way involved. 
Therefore, that concludes this office's involvement in the matter. Okay, so here's my first, here's my first funny headline. No way, Jose. Jose's relationship with Lieutenant. Okay. Okay. So, so like I said, the day we recorded um, the episode about Tamla Horsford, Rolling Stone came out with like some crazy ass details about this case. So remember how Jose Barrera, the boyfriend of Jean Myers, who had hosted the party, had been fired from his job as the pretrial officer at that courthouse? Remember that? Right. Yes. 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 So that was already like, we already knew that because he was accessing reports about the case and it was, he was accessing them illegally um, and like sharing what he found with the other party goers and, yeah. and John, I think. Like so piece of shit he is. Yep, yeah, exactly. So this report that Rolling Stone received states that Jose was involved in another controversy related to the Tamla Horsford investigation. And it centered around the question of had he moved her left arm, perhaps to check for a pulse upon finding her deceased. Okay. Okay. So when found and photographed, like for the autopsy, Tamla's right arm was next to her body while her left arm was extended and bent at the elbow. However, statements from Jose and Jean said that they found Tamla with both arms at her sides. According to a supplemental report from Forsyth County, Jose admitted to to doing this, to moving her arm, in a call with Lieutenant Andy Callen. Um, it said that the supplemental report essentially advised that uh, Barrera, so Jose, telephonically contacted investigator uh, Callen, or Kalen, it's K-A-L-I-N, on November 7th, 2018, and advised that he checked Horsford's left arm for a pulse. Okay, so that was three days after she was found. Okay. Um, so if that report is true, then Jose did move Tamla's arm. And of course, Jose adamantly denies both moving Tamla and the call with Lieutenant Kalen. Right. Um, whatever. Um, and in itself, I mean, that might not be totally, like, a completely significant detail, but then... Um, but it's and it's just the fact that they lied for one thing. Like, why are you saying that her arms were at her side? So then they were photographed differently than how you described it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like something's not lining up. Right. Just like, like this, this whole, whole goddamn case, this whole but like story. Yeah. Yeah. So the GBI report also revealed information about the relationship between Lieutenant Callen and Jose Barrera, who worked together at the courthouse prior to the party incident in Tamla's death. Um, according to the statement, Lieutenant gave to the GBI assistant direct, or I'm sorry, assistant district attorney, James Dunn had connected Jose with the Lieutenant so that the Lieutenant could help Jose find a job at the Forsyth County Sheriff's office. Okay. So this was way back. So they kind of already, um, this James Dunn connected the two so that the Lieutenant could help Jose get his job. Okay. James Dunn told Lieutenant Callen that Jose had recently been fired from his job with the state probation office for lying about a relationship with a female employee who was also fired. So this Jose and this woman had some kind of relationship. They lied about it. They both got sacked. And then uh, Jose was looking for another job. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. James Dunn said that while Jose shouldn't have lied, he was a, quote, good guy with a, quote, good reputation around the courthouse. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, my next my next subheading. Not so Christian, Mike Christian. Oh my God. So the GBI report also reveals new details of concerns relating to the investigator from Forsyth County, Mike Christian, who I will refer to as Lil Mikey or Lil Dick Mikey in several of my uh, of my sentences here. So <laughs> in October 2020, Lil Dick Mikey resigned from the FCSO amid, which is the Forsyth County Sheriff's Office, amid an okay. internal affairs investigation into allegations that he sent multiple women with whom he was having extramarital affairs, confidential information about his cases. Mm. Charming. Yeah, lovely. So that was literally a year ago <sighs> that he, re- quote unquote, resigned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in a statement in January of 2021, Lil Mikey defended himself, saying that the women whose complaint triggered the investigation had been acting out of hurt Mm. according to little mikey quote i am far from a perfect human i chose to end a long-term extramarital relationship abruptly this person out of anger and hurt chose to go to sheriff freeman with a list of alleged misconduct on my part In 2020 hindsight, I would not have resigned, but stayed for the investigation and taken what punishment was fitting up to termination. As is, the IA investigation lacks my side of the story and makes me out to be something I am not. Then why the fuck didn't you stay, you goddamn idiot? Yeah, like what? All the good I had ever done in 16 years of law enforcement is gone with this document. Unquote. The IA investigation um, ultimately found that he violated his oath of office and neglected his duty. Um, Okay, here's my thing. All right. Two things can be fucking true. This goddamn dickhead. This woman could have outed you out of being hurt, but you could also just be a giant douchebag and deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, yeah. You're a giant douchebag. That's where like, I'm going. I just don't even understand why he would even say she acted out of hurt. Okay, but was it true? Yeah. Uh, so that's a big old question mark. Yeah, that. Mm. So, <laughs> as part of the investigation, GBI spoke to two women who claimed to have been sent details and photos of the Tamla Horsford case by Lil Mikey Mike. According to these women, he exclusively referred to Tamla as Porch Lady. Charming. Mm. Lovely. You fucking asshole. In the GBI's report, one of the exes recalled Lil Mikey sharing the results of the toxicology report as well as his suspicion that the body had been moved. Another woman. Yeah. Another woman interviewed by the GBI claimed that Mike sent her a photo of Horsford's body at the crime scene. So he can die in a hole. Yep. Fuck him. Yep. So that woman remembered him being obsessed with the case to the point of having panic attacks. And according to this ex, he told her that he believed the death was an accident, but doubted Horsford fell from the balcony based on her injuries. I would like to point out that murder can be accidental. Yeah. Yes. Murder can be involuntary, folks. 
So that's that's honestly what I read in between the lines of that. Like, right. you think it was an accident, but she didn't fall. Okay, and yet the cause of death was falling. Y- right, like, ugh, okay. So what other accident do you think happened, bro? Yeah, if it wasn't the falling. Like, yeah, ugh. what was it? Oh my god. Because there's been nothing else offered besides No, that. no. Okay, so this, oh, shut, is that Bear? That it's Bear's bitch ass. I knew it. Got all of them worked up. Yeah. Got all of them worked up. Okay. God damn it, bear. Okay. So uh this ex also told the GBI that little Mikey Mike told her he discovered calls between Jose Barrera and the lieutenant prior to the 911 call and suspected that Lieutenant Kaylin, I'm using Kaylin and Callan interchangeably. It's the same guy. Okay. Uh, the lieutenant helped the partygoers come up with a story, you know, like a lie. Yeah, yeah. You mean a lie? Yeah. He discovered, he dis- He is saying that he discovered calls between Jose and the lieutenant prior to calling 911. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Let that sink in. What the fuck? According to this woman, Mike was worried he would go down for the officers who set the scene. Oh my god. There was if there was evidence of these calls that happened before the 911, the GBI didn't find it. <laughs> mm. In fact, records for Jose's cell phone turned up nothing between 12 a.m. and 10 a.m. the day Horsford died. And when the GBI clarified, Verizon confirmed that Jose had not used the network during those times. Both Mm. Jose and the lieutenant denied any communication about the death prior to the 911 call. Of course. (sighs) What the fuck? You know, because uh, cops never take care of cops. Cops are always 100% honest, Becky. What are you talking about? Mm, Yeah, God. Oh, okay. Here's the you ready for the grossest fucking part? Yeah. Of, of this. Um three screenshots of the Snapchat messages that Mike Christian sent to his little girlfriends were obtained by Oh, I, you know what? I shouldn't say it like that. The girlfriends are not at fault here. And Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh no, I'm I am patronizing them, but I I'm mad at I'm mad at him, not at them. Yeah. Yeah. Um so th- he sent these women these screenshots on or these messages on Snapchat that were screenshotted. In a message sent the morning of November 4th, um, Lil Dick Mikey appears to joke about notifying Tamla's husband of her death. So I'm going to read you that, and it's very upsetting. Okay. So this says... Now this is as if he's, I guess, talking to Leander Horsford, Tamla's husband. Hello? Hello, sir. And this is a quote. I am not saying this. This is gross and fucking weird. Okay. So, quote. Hello, sir. I know we've never met, but I'm here to tell you that your wife and the mother of your six children is dead. Oh, yes. I'm happy to report that she was really, really drunk. Trip landed face down in the backyard and either through hypothermia, positional asphyxia, or aspirated on her own puke. Not sure which one. I know you have fun memories. Enjoy corralling these six boys who are now going ape shit. That's a fucking screenshot of a. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. First of all, 
She had five boys and there was a daughter that was from Leander's marriage. So if you're going to disparage this woman and family, please know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Second of all, you are gross and I hope you burn in hell. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? How? how, Okay. And like, this was in, this was in fucking, um, what did we, Georgia. Hypothermia? Yeah. What? What? Like, doesn't even make fucking sense. I, I, admittedly, I don't know how cold Georgia can get in November, but it's fucking Georgia. It doesn't seem like fucking hypothermia weather. It's a southern state, like. <laughs> okay, so that was that gem. Um, okay, so. Okay, and a message from, or from November 19th. Mike Christian sends the following gem. Yeah, this again, this is a quote. It's really gross and upsetting. Uh, it's very, it has very like uh, racially based words in it. Um, so please skip over if you don't want to hear that. But this is what he says in a fucking screenshotted message Greetings from racist cracker bastard murder covering up land. How are you? It's a nice rainy day. Good for digging shallow graves by the roadside. Okay. And graves is capitalized in the, um, the, the Horsford's lawyer who I love, Ralph Fernandez, believes that graves in this is a reference to Michelle Graves, which is the friend of Tamla's who has been really, critical and vocal about the investigation right okay so he thinks that he's using graves in the capital sense like to reference her okay okay now this is this is pretty irrelevant like irrelevant i believe to this story but in between these messages that first gross one uh pretending to talk to the husband and the one i just read you there's also one that i just want to read because it embarrasses him and i want to embarrass him who and who did he send this that one to again? Sorry. Uh, one of the girlfriends. Okay, got it. Okay. So yeah, this is from Mike Christian um to the one of his girlfriends. Okay. Um and Mike Christian just as a as a reminder is an investigator from the county who is yeah. working on the case, okay? Okay. So in between the I, I can't make out the date. It kind of looks like it might be November 9th. Um it just says, do you need me to come over there and fuck you in front of everybody? Is that what you want? Or, but he said, is that what you won't? <laughs> My little whore. You want Ew. people to see you get fucked? Ew! Yeah, so I just wanted to embarrass him. So that's in between Yeah. those. Um. So yeah, he's... Plus, a- we're not here to fucking kink shame, but just ew. Oh no, I'm shaming him in any way possible. Yeah. I, I, I hate this fucking guy. Ew. Um, yeah, so you want to know what he, what Mike said in response to this? (sighs) He said that these were, these messages were sarcasm and in poor taste. He denied sending any photos of the crime scene and of having any knowledge of Jose calling the lieutenant before the call to 911, as well as any relationship between Jose and the lieutenant before Tamla's death. 
Little Mikey Not-So-Christian told the GBI that he believes Tamla Horsford's death was the result of an accidental fall from the balcony and that he had no doubt that Tamla landed where she was found. Which is not what she said to his little girlfriend when he was having his little panic attack. No. And I think his little panic attack might have been more like an attack of intense guilt for a mother dying. Yeah. That's just me. I mean, it makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, uh, last subheading. Uh, <laughs> this is the one. GBI, more like GB lie, am I right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And just so we don't get sued, that's solely based on my opinion that I deduced on my own from the given facts. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, what else did the GBI's initial and second investigation leave out? Leander Horsford's best friend, Stephen Reynolds, expressed concerns that the death may have been sexually motivated. Stephen believes that two of the couples present at the party that night were swingers. He told the GBI that his first thought was that Tamla died after someone made a sexual advance toward her. That she, like, didn't reciprocate. Now, like, this doesn't appear to come up anywhere else in the investigation, including in interviews um, with the two couples he implicated. I will say on the Murder Squad, um, the Jensen and Holes Murder Squad podcast, Ralph Fernandez, the lawyer, talks and he he believes that that it was sexually motivated as well. So I don't know if I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the Stephen guy got that got these impressions for a reason Um, that alone. Just people being swingers like what the fuck ever. It's not my business yeah yeah that that alone does not mean that swingers just like assault and kill people that that is not what the implication is but i'm gonna tell you more that makes my little antennas go up okay so another question that the gbi left unanswered was where the fuck did the xanax come from um yes tamla's talks report uh, has been, you know, a big focus. She did have a high blood alcohol content of 0.238. Right. Um, which is almost three times the legal driving limit. Um, I would like to point out that she wasn't driving, so I don't really see why that's... I mean, I get I get what they're referencing, but, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it's just ar- kind of arbitrary. I think it's just, like, a, a comment to give you an idea just of to how give you much an idea. alcohol that is. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like that's really used against her in this, even though, like, we don't know how she handles herself on that much alcohol. Yeah, like, if, she, if she wasn't driving, there's no reason to even really point that out. A little bit, yeah. So, yeah. um, this seemed easily explained by the tequila she was drinking, and she also tested positive for THC, And she did have a little bag of marijuana um, in her purse. Okay. People confirmed that she that she was seen, you know, taking shots and smoking weed the night of the party. But Horsford also tested positive for alprazolam, which is, you know, generic for Xanax. Yeah. It was a small amount, less than the lowest measurement of twenty five micrograms per liter. So I think that just means twenty five grams, which okay. The fact that it's even lower than that, like, that, then she didn't take a whole pill. Yeah. So, so that's odd. So that's weird. Um, But it shows that she ingested Xanax sometime before she died. 
Um, we know that alcohol and Xanax are both yeah. um, that will fucking sedate you. They're both depressants. Yeah. Um, and that can lead to cardiac arrest, respiratory depression and death. Right. Right. That's what I like when you were talking about it. That's why I mentioned that, because it's just, you know, it's important to note um, that maybe that is what killed her and not that she willingly took the Xanax, but like, you know, but maybe. But right. Um, Maybe that's what they meant by an accident. mm -hmm. But okay, sorry. So unlike the alcohol and weed, the crime scene gave no like obvious explanation for the positive result of Xanax. It's not clear where or when she took the Xanax, how she got it. Um, party, the party goers all denied any knowledge of her taking or being given Xanax. Um, okay. Yet there was one person at the party with a Xanax prescription, according to this report from Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone chose not to name the woman, but they interviewed her and she denied having shared Xanax with anyone. Yet the GBI investigation turned up text messages that suggested that she did share her prescription Xanax with another woman at the party. Mm. In a message sent November 4th, the morning after Tamla's death, another friend from the party texted her, I hate to ask, but can I please get more meds? It really helped me. Wow. Um, the woman with the prescription agreed to provide the friend with more pills and they, uh, you know, they figured out where to meet to exchange. When confronted with the evidence, the woman confirmed that she'd given her friend a small amount of Xanax the morning after Tamla's death. She had maintained that she only gave this woman Xanax because she knew her well. She and other witnesses said that they that she did not give Horsford um, any Xanax that night because she wasn't that close with Tamla and she knew that she had been drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. So what an excuse. Mm-hmm. But okay. So, so the GBI report doesn't really reach any conclusions. Um, <laughs> which like that's par for the course with this fucking story. They did, they focused their investigation on Leander, which was, which is her husband, which, what the fuck, like, why he wasn't even fucking there? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I I didn't mean well in that way. I meant, like, well, like, yeah, they're racist assholes, so it makes sense. That's, that is bizarre to me, just because, like, how can you really point to that? People, like, he wasn't even there. Because they're grasping at straws to protect their white friends. I, I just can't even, like, compute how that makes any sense. But I guess I'm not a fucking racist ass. Yeah, that, that's why. That's yeah, why it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me either, but it's something they would do. You know what I mean? Like, um, Of course, search warrants for his phone um, and social media didn't turn up anything. And of they, not. Right. They also tested um, paint and Tamla's pajama pants. And didn't find anything. I don't know what paint. It didn't speak to that. But I thought that was weird. I will say that like them taking his phone doesn't shock me as much. Because what if she had been texting him while she was there. And like something came up that he forgot. Like I, I could it. see for that reason. But not as him as a suspect. Like, I get it. for Right. I get it for covering their bases and getting a full picture. But yeah. like they, that's where they really aim their efforts. Not at these like 11, 10, 11 people that were fucking there. Like, yeah, they didn't do all that shit. I don't think they did all that shit with them. Yeah, nope, of course not. Right. 
So in the end, they fucking just said it was an accident. Um, the result of a mom's night out gone wrong. Oh my god. Yep. So no charges were being pressed. Um, Ralph Fernandez, the the family's lawyer, uh, has done or has some of those same questions. He said, quote, this is an ever-expanding event. I am dealing with a really unusual situation that has been complicated further by official intermeddling, by an absence of cooperation from law enforcement, and by distraction within what I consider to be the primary investigation. Um, Ralph Fernandez is working on his own in-depth report, and he says, quote, I don't think it's only fair to the project or to Tamla just to say, here's what law enforcement should have done. Fernandez explained that he said, I think what we need to do is also investigate from our perspective how and why this became so difficult and so challenging and so adversary. Mm. So that is your update on Tamla Horsford. Um, I hope that like the Black Lives Matter movement continues to put pressure um, on on it. I, I hope that that doesn't that doesn't waver. I haven't checked the petition lately about having the FBI handle it. Um, that was trying to get to, um, that was trying to get to a million. So okay. Okay. I will, let me see if I can pull that up quickly. It was at 700,000 something. Yeah. It's still at 703, 703,875. So. Hmm. Go sign that fucking petition, please. For real. Uh, yeah, so that's your update on Tamla Horsford that came out the same day we recorded the original episode, which was super weird. Just like so, yeah. such a like weird fate thing. I don't know. I, I was shocked by it. Yeah. Uh, I, it was so weird that it just came, yeah, the same yeah. day we recorded. Yeah, it was crazy because I think I think I came across it because I was looking for the petition. Um, and then that update came across too when I searched. Um, so yeah, that was from a Rolling Stone. They got some exclusive shit, so I will post that. I do have one other like little story, um, since this was just such a like long update. Um, but it is about have you heard that there is a TikTok hashtag um, called hashtag ancestry secret? No. Yeah. Okay. So this article that I found from USA Today was from May. Okay. And I'm just going to share a few um, stories that TikTok, uh, like that people on TikTok have shared about their weird ass ancestry.com DNA kit results. Yeah. Okay, so the I'm going to refer to uh, the person as original poster a lot. It looks like it looks like they may have gone like may go by they them pronouns. Like I didn't see he or she. So if you hear me say OP, I'm talking about the original poster. Okay. so the original poster is at Miser Squeezer (laughs) on TikTok, and they asked users to share shocking family secrets that they learned through DNA kits. Uh, the OP shared that they took the test and it came back half Irish, half Scottish, which wasn't surprising to this person. Um, however, a year went by and a Polynesian man reaches out to the OP. 
His name was Falongo, and he had he he said that the OP was his highest DNA match. Okay. Falongo was was searching for his biological father. So the original poster gave his access to or gave him access to uh, their family tree. Okay. They end up finding out that their grandfather was born to an unmarried teenage woman who then later married a man the original poster knew as his great-grandfather. The original poster asked their brother to take a test to help narrow down the paternal line, which I don't understand that. Okay. It didn't say, like, half-brother or anything, so I don't know how that helps narrow it down. But... Mm, Okay. But the... The OP's brother took the test and they found out that their great grandfather was a man named Albert who lived in Ohio, where he fathered the original poster's grandfather, then went to war and then had Falongo with the teenage woman. Oh, Albert came on back from the war and never told anyone what happened when he was away. Okay. Okay. So that's one, that's just one story. These are pretty short, but they're just like, yeah Weird. um wait okay. did he know that she had a baby or like he just like fucked and did you know it didn't speak to that but okay. the way that it was written it seems like he knew it didn't tell anyone okay so another tiktoker cat mcdonald who is at fretless feline on tiktok took a dna test that was given to her by her dad she then found out that her biological father was actually a billionaire ceo Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I, and it is, she did not know that this came as a complete shock that her father that raised her was not her father by blood. Yeah. So Kat has always had always identified as Irish because of her last name and red hair. And, uh, and her father that raised her was shocked that she didn't have Irish because he, he's always been under the impression that he's Irish. Yeah. So the tests end up showing that she's 75% Norwegian and the rest is like British and German with no Irish at all. Okay. So they ended up searching, like when they found out that this billion billionaire CEO was her real father, they researched the guy and Kat's dad recognized the biological father's name as an old family friend. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine? It did not speak to her mother at all. Like, but clearly a little more than friends with that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kat tried to contact him, but he refused to meet her when he heard her name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, that is fucked up. What a dick. Yeah. And he clearly used that dick quite often. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Damn, I hope she at least gets some money from him or something if he's this billionaire. Yeah, I'd be like, I can prove you're my dad. Send me money or fuck off. Yeah, or like, I'll expose you. <laughs> yeah, like, if you don't want anything to do with me, fine, but you can pay me off or... Uh, yeah, I would the, totally... Blowing this shit wide open. I would totally blackmail the fuck Yeah, I would. I fucking would. No shame. <laughs> Kat, I hope you get that shit. money. I really hope she does because that's some bullshit. Like, you're not yeah. even gonna... You don't want to know her, but then you're like, no, give me some fucking money, then you piece of shit. Yeah. Okay, and then this one's probably, like, the craziest of all. Uh, a TikTok user, Andy Tory, who is at King Nabil? It's N-A-B-I-L. 
uh, 69. So like, nice. Nice. Good job, Andy. Um, discovered from a DNA kit that he is the second oldest of 31 siblings who live all over the world. He grew up as an only child and then took a test and he saw a surprising Irish lineage that the parents who raised him never mentioned. He went his life thinking that the parents who raised him were his biological parents. But then he searched the highest matches from the DNA kit and found a story about his biological father being a sperm donor. Oh. Andy has since met five siblings out of the 31, and some of he he and some of them have even gotten matching tattoos. Aw. Yeah, it was really cute. He had kind of like a longer story about how he went through like a fuck ton of emotions. Like he... And what's really fucked up, too, is that his parents knew he was doing this test and didn't even, like, give him a heads up. Yeah, yeah. That is fucked. Like, why would, why wouldn't you prepare him for that? Yeah, to let him know, like, he's, his whole life's about to fucking... That is, that's wild to me. Like, I would be, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. Um. Then this last one was actually from a different article and is really recent. It's from September. Um, And it is from... M Live, I think that means like Michigan Live. It's a Michigan okay. story. Um, so just last month in the Lansing area of Michigan, TikTok and Ancestry helped reunite five estranged siblings. Magdalena Cortez had six children, the first when she was 15. She raised two of them, um, Josephine and uh, Philippe Herrera, but the other four were taken by the state and adopted. Okay. The Herreras didn't know they had long-lost siblings until adulthood. After their mom died in 2015 at 59, Josephine, 39, made it her mission to reunite with her siblings to honor her mom's lifelong wish for all of her children to know each other. Mm -hmm. During the past few months, Josephine and Philippe have reconnected with Martin McCallum, Jerry Gray and Maria Gray, who are all adopted by like mid-Michigan area families and live in the greater Lansing area. Okay. They've they've all joined an effort to find their <clears throat> oldest sibling who would be 51 and was given the name uh Janie Lou Salinas at birth. Maria and Josephine found each other when they both joined Ancestry.com and were connected by DNA results in May of 2021. And those results came around the same time that Josephine posted a video to TikTok that Maria saw. And Maria recognized herself and her birth mother in a photo that was in the video. Oh, oh and my God. Isn't that crazy? And Maria yeah. Maria commented on the TikTok video and says, I'm right here, sis. Oh, my God. Isn't that the craziest shit you've ever heard? <sighs> my heart <laughs> i know so they're trying to find the last the last sister um who was would have been the oldest yeah oh i hope they do yeah so i thought that was really cute yeah see these dna tests do some good too they do they do but they also fuck shit up some they fuck shit up all the time <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um wow. so yeah that's my little like smorgasbord episode yeah i like it Thanks. I don't mind when we break it up into two stories like that. It kind of breaks up the, you know, I mean, yours was like eight stories, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but it was, but it kind of like, um, 
I yeah, I could I didn't have the attention span to focus on one big long one. I was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do my update and yeah. then just find some cool little it. little shits to put in there. I yeah. love it. I love when we do that. Shakes it up. Shake it up. Yeah. Um anything for padded room, madame? Mm, can tell everyone about your bachelorette weekend. I, I was gonna yeah, I was just going to say that like I have the best friends and they're max mm. they're maximum weird and I really appreciate them. And one of them is you, you stupid bitch. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm getting married in 24 days. It's <gasps> happening. I mean, whenever this goes out, it'll be even sooner. It's crappening. It's it's yeah, yeah. Um yeah, we had a we had a, a great time. We did yeah. a we did a lot a, of wine. A lot of wine. A lot of wine. A lot of um, alcohol. We did a little scavenger hunt that I'm still cackling about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, during which one friend had to perform an orgasm noise oh. in public. Oh my god. It was it was <laughs> magnificent. It really was very fucking good. But like so we went to a bunch of different wineries mm-hmm. and we got after that winery we went to a bunch of other ones and then we got to the winery where we were having dinner and someone stopped me <laughs> and they were like hey we're with another bachelorette party and we were at that winery uh where your friend put on her um performance is what she said and i was like oh fuck and i was waiting for her to like say some shit and instead she's like we loved it they were like we've done nothing but talk positively about it the whole time it was so good and we just wanted to tell you guys that was so good i that were they younger were they like yeah yeah like i was like 40s okay okay um yeah, because now that I'm thinking about it more more clearly and, and more sober, um, I ran into a girl that also had a like a bride sash on in the okay. bathroom, I think of that place. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my God, that's probably her. And she's probably like these this fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh no, they loved it. I guess they, like literally they were like they were excited. Like they're like it was very good and funny and like just that shit oh my god it was a good time it It was a good time it was so yeah (sighs) then we witnessed a total shit show of a party where a girl was just literally just standing there and all of a sudden she like she froze up she froze up she froze up she She was just standing there and it just came out it was none Um, of us we kept our shit together yeah no we all kept our shit together but she froze up and then her friends were like just as much of messes as she was and they finally got seated and only one of them sat down and then eventually she left because they, else they just down. all disappeared yeah yeah it was i was i wondered like if they got kicked out or like because they were too intoxicated they they were um they were they were uh uptown, they couldn't, uptown funked up <laughs> yeah they couldn't hang no so Oh, those poor gals. I wonder where they are today. Wonder how they're doing. Hopefully fucking sober. Hopefully fucking like like alive. Yeah. My God. Um, yeah, so that was good. That's a good padded room. Yeah, that was. Yeah. All um, right. Well you can, I can take do the, the socials. You can take the socies. Yep. Uh Facebook is Facebook and sign. Wow, no, it's not. <laughs> my brain my brain i shit you not right now wait what did you just say 
I don't even know. My brain just completely, like, in the middle of me talking, did the window shutdown noise. Oh, honey, what happened? I don't know. I'm. I just started staring at this blanket and my blanket fort and started talking, and I just heard. Like in my brain, that was it. Completely forgot what I was (laughs) doing. I just, I imagine like just like a slam. It's just like a like. Oh yeah, no, mine is just like when you power something down slowly. (laughs) Yeah, it's like oh, that's that's not what it is. Um, okay, let's try and rewire this. My bad. Facebook is Chardonnay and sign DNA. There we go. Twitter Chardonnay DNA. We don't fucking use it. Instagram, Chardonnay A-N-D DNA. The website is Chardonnay A-N-D DNA as well. Um, Same with our Gmail. Send us stories. Buy some shirts. Fuck shit up. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, Okay. All right. Good day. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.